Hey guys, this is John Shea, and welcome to Lather Talk, a wet shaving podcast. In today's episode, we are closing out our first season by taking a quick look back at previous episodes, place our first soaps on the Lather Talk Shave Soap tier list, and talk about what's coming up in the future for season two. I am also happy to announce that my co-host Gerard and his wife welcome the new baby boy into the world on Monday, March 30th. I just want to say congratulations and best wishes to your family. Also, I do want to apologize for some minor audio issues in the beginning of the episode. There's some very light buzzing in the background that does go away. I hope everyone listening and watching at home are safe, and that today's episode can be a pleasant distraction to the worry or anxiety you may be experiencing. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and now, on to today's episode. to Ladder Talk. This is the season one wrap-up. I think what I wanted to do with Gerard in this episode is take a little stroll down memory lane and that it's been a really busy, fast-paced few months since we launched the podcast. So the original intent that Gerard and I wanted to do was really just a one-on-one on various topics, which we have done throughout the season. But really, uh, we had such great response for people uh, that we approached that wanted to do the show and people even approached us uh, after, after the podcast kind of got rolling. So we did do a bit of a course, uh, course adjustment so that we can strike while the iron's hot and capture those interviews. Gerard, for, I do want to take, you know, take a look back at these, these past few months, but also maybe we can take, you know, a little bit of time too to kind of go forward. Yeah. The past few months have just you know kind of been a whirlwind it's been over i think three months since you know we've started or you know as as we've been releasing you know these episodes i think just like you know a couple of guys just like kind of talking about the the happenings in the wet shaving world is just something that we definitely or at least i definitely you know want to continue to do and i'm looking forward to uh as well as just kind of seeing everything else uh, that's going on from here a lot of things are, are kind of going to be happening in the future. You know, uh, as far as the podcast, I don't know if that's going to, I don't think it's going to affect it, you know, too much. I just, you know, think that things in general, like around, you know, with, with everything that's going on right now uh, with coronavirus is going to just definitely affect maybe how people continue the hobby as far as, pickups and things like that maybe in comparison to we were talking uh off the air was about like maybe you're just gonna like you know have to pick up some just essentials around the house and and things like that you know gonna have to take a step back as far as uh extra purchases personal purchases are concerned yeah i mean it's it's been great i think in addition to getting interviews with artisans i think we've been able to bring in friends you know of ours onto the show. They might be internet friends, but fellow fellow enthusiasts or folks, you know, kind of tangentially uh, related to to wet shaving. And I, I really enjoyed the, the roundtables. I think one really well-received episode, just as far as the comments and questions it garnered, was when we talked with Ross and Alex from Try That Soap. And we just talked about kind of the cycle of, uh, of gear acquisition, whether it be razors, brushes, and soaps. Yeah, definitely. I think um, looking back, we've had some just great interviews, some great storytelling. Um, I think a couple that just come pop up to mind uh, was with Will from Barrister and Man uh, in Versus. Um, Will's just a fantastic storyteller, and he just you know he's just so passionate. And I I don't think either of us talked much during that one because it was just. I'm just to let him kind of like go with it and just, you know, just, um, you know, give him the microphone. And the other one that comes to mind is uh, actually the one with uh, Douglas and Fran from PAA. That was just, uh, I think, a really, really nice little chat uh, with them. And um, I said it in, in that episode, you know, like, like Fran kind of ended up being the, the star of that one. And kind of in retrospect, it's, it's still the case, you know, because 
not, nothing, Douglas, if you're listening to this, you know, like nothing against you, but like, you know, there's a lot of like unsung heroes, you know, like and stuff like that. I think um, in, from a lot of the business elements, you know, that, that people aren't familiar with. And so I think, you know, uh, looking at, you know, bringing the, the spotlight even a little bit on them, you know, it was just like really nice and really refreshing to hear. So, so one thing I don't think we ever really, you know, established was kind of what, what we're after with the interviews, especially with the artisans. And uh, I, I do want, want to at least share from my side, and there's obviously going to be plenty of overlap, but, you know, I, I'm all about stories and I listen to tons of podcasts. I love this medium. That's why I wanted to do the show on wet shaving. And I think storytelling is such a great way to connect with folks and, you know, whether it's talking and hearing a lot about Fran's side about uh, Phoenix shaving, because usually Douglas is the one in front of the camera. Uh, that was a really cool opportunity just to see either another side or learn something new about an artisan or a company. And, you know, I think folks in the past have said, oh, you know, they really want to hear, they, they might want to hear everyone's take on the state of wet shaving, you know, the, maybe the commercial, the business aspect. And while sometimes that might come up, I do want to say that first and foremost, it's, you know, I'm interested in the human element, the human piece. Others love the science and the chemistry behind it. That's a shout out to our friends over at Razorburn, um, who, you know, who, who can get into the nitty gritty. Uh, you and me being, you know, enthusiasts, right? We're going to often talk about things on the consumer side of, of things. But as far as the interviews go, though, I, I did just want to put out there kind of what we're going after. It might not be what, you know, what everyone's expecting in the interview, but uh, to get that little, you know, to, to get personality, to get a, a glimpse behind uh, maybe the, uh, the public persona, uh, that, that's kind of always what I'm going after. I think looking back in retrospect, when, you know, you initially, you know, approached me, said, asked me if I was interested in doing this, I had no idea maybe what I was, was looking for. I'm just like, all right, okay, you know, this will be, you know, We'll, we'll be lucky if we get past one episode, you know, if you'll be able to like kind of send me being around, you know, same thing. Like I listen to, uh, well, I, I subscribe to like in this ridiculous amount of podcasts. Part of it is just because of my job, you know, I'm a home health nurse by trade. So a lot of time is spend, spent in the car driving between patients' homes and I can't listen to the radio. I can't listen to, you know, just to, to music. So throwing on a podcast, like it is my primary form of consuming content is audio content. And so podcasting is just so important. And I just find for me that a lot of the ones that I really come to or connect with are ones where people are good storytellers, where they kind of just have that, um, that ability to kind of hook you in with, even if it's just current happenings, right? Especially in such a niche hobby like wet shaving we give the oppor the opportunity to someone to just tell their story either from the past currently right now or a lot of times i ask like what's in the future you know like like where do you see uh you know your company or you know the the hobby two three years from now and just kind of seeing their thoughts their insights on that is just that is is just really nice because I don't think anyone has said the same thing. Everyone kind of has like different, uh, different points where they plan on being in the next two to three years. And it's just kind of be, it's going to be kind of fun just kind of like, you know, observing and, and journeying with them, uh, you know, through it. I think part of what's been really fun is just flexibility and being willing to run with whatever opportunity presents itself. So that being said, there's still a pipe dream for Gerard. So if Gillette, you are listening to this episode, get back to my man. I, I need to uh, work on the, <laughs> the, the hustle, the Gillette hustle. You know, I would love to get someone from Gillette. You know, as far as uh, I think it'd be foolish not to have a release for this coming November, December. And my hope would be that it is a... Uh, a, re a reproduction. So I think like a Gillette Tech head on my favorite is like the fat, the fat handle, but it doesn't really matter. Um, just just kind of go back and into your library and bring us one of those greats from the past. And a new short comb. Would sure. Be... Yeah. I mean, I think the tech is 
I mean, it's well loved and it's it's very newbie friendly as well. So this is the other thing I said, right? You know, do something a little bit different, especially you know, kind of with the emerging um, uh, mid-priced and and maybe pre, you know premium-priced uh, razors and things like that. Yeah, do like do a Gillette Tech in stainless steel. You know, get the case, charge like seventy-five bucks, a hundred bucks for it, and I think you'll you'll get a very healthy amount of people, you know, to buy that thing. You know, mm-hmm. do, again, especially if you do like, you know, put a little bit of the work into um, the packaging and the and the presentation, I think people eat it up, you know, at that price point and, and you'll build, you know, business wise, you know, they can easily sell, you know, quite a few of those. Yeah, I, it's, we can only hope, right? And I did want to touch upon that since we kind of opened, uh, we opened this podcast talking about that item. So I, I'm curious when we, when we revisit what's available come the holiday season maybe there'll be two <laughs> who knows yeah i'm just incredibly curious on on what it's gonna what it's gonna bring i do think you know vintages uh, still sell very well this the secondhand market you know is still very healthy as far as uh, especially as far as gillettes go i'm definitely hoping you know that it wasn't just a one and done i'm, I'm hoping that in there that mm-hmm. they were talking about doing something progressive you know and, and on that and again you know someone from gillette your you know social media or anything like that uh is listening to this or something you know hit us up you know we would love to just kind of you know talk shop with you guys you know just just to get some insight that'd be great yeah i think even just to know what what shaving enthusiasts can do to show support i mean i'm, I'm sure purchasing that release from you know Amazon, even if it's exclusive, you know obviously you're you're speaking, voting with your dollars in that case. But you're you're right. Where if there's a, about 200 reviews, maybe there's a couple hundred more as far as total purchases go, right? But we if we want new people coming into this, whether as a hobby or just as what I you know what I think and what a lot of us think is a better way to shave. Uh, we just need more points of entry. One topic, one topic that fell by the wayside as we made room for more interviews was the topic of the soap-based tier list. So just to start populating that tier list, and I think what I wanted to start with was just our, top, our current top five favorite soap bases. Knowing full well this will change and uh, new stuff is coming out all the time, uh, but at least to populate that tier list, Gerard, uh, I'd love to hear five, uh, your top five soap bases right now. So the nice part about also this is because we talked about that tier list like very early and maybe even like episode two or three, uh, you know, which was again, maybe like three months ago already at this point. And Kind of just like using um, a lot of soaps, you know, as of late. I want to preface it by saying that I'm always trying to like kind of look at different angles on using a soap, you know, not like maybe under hydrating a lather, um, trying to push a lather to its limit, and even like seeing, you know, like how like over hydrating, you know, a lather, you know, can, what what that will do. So in no specific order, you know, at least at this top, you know, as it goes, um, is Declaration Grooming Milk Steak, um, Zingari Man Sago, and Holy Cow Sierra. As far as definite, like, top um, three, you know, like, we'll go. I know that we're talking about five. Um, there is a couple up there that, you know, like, we can discuss, um, you know, down the line. But just those three soaps in particular, uh, soap bases in particular, they all have uh, their own quirks uh, to kind of steal a line from Heather from Zingari. That a lot, all the top tier soap bases, you know, have not necessarily performance issues. They just behave differently, you know, I guess as, as you lather them and things like that. But I think once you kind of like feel the characteristic, uh, characteristics of it, then 
they're just fantastic. So easy to use. Something that I kind of do want to like throw in there as well, um, though it's not widely um, not widely available, is uh, Murphy and McNeil's uh, Kodiak bass, which was only released with um, their late 2019 release, uh, Nantahala. Uh, and that was a fantastic soap bass, you know, just also definitely just up there in terms of tier, but it's sold out. It's extremely limited. And so, you know, I know that you and I were talking about that is like, you know, can we discuss, you know, you know, wanting to put a, a soap base on there if it's not at least regularly available, you know, to, 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 to shoppers, to consumers. But I think, you know, just thinking about it, you know, it's at least good to just like, you know, put it out there that, you know, like it, it's a, a good product's a good product, no matter what. And part of the reason I think uh, also that, you know, wanting to, to put it on is because a lot of these artisans, they're very proud of like, you know, the work that they do, you know, like they, they work really hard. And if whether they have an existing soap base or, you know, they're continually like kind of pushing the gamut as far as making their work better, I think it's just fair for us you know you know to to shine the spotlight on their good work so i want i want to throw that there now another reason i think so far that you know i just want to throw those out there and and not particularly others um like is because i haven't used some of the others <laughs> and things like that so i know that i think you actually have for sure like top five i know there's a lot of overlap but there's some, you know, that uh, have been around that I just haven't had a chance to use yet. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, you know, hear your top five and kind of hearing kind of like what we're going to be talking about as far as like other bases, you know, as far as a tier list goes. So yeah, well, what about you, John? What's your, what's uh, in your top five? So for my top five, and we have, we definitely have overlap here, right? But um, I also put Declaration Milk Steak. Uh, Holy Cow Sierra, Zingario Man Sego, and then for the remaining two, uh, which I think these two you've yet to try, which is Ariana, Ariana Evans, the updated A&E base that is, I believe all new soaps are going to be in that base, but Asian Pear kicked it off. And last but not least is Barrister and Man PP8. And that one's a little tricky too, because you do mention about availability. PP8, for those not familiar, uh, with that soap base, it was in the testing phases before Barrister and Man kind of settled on Excelsior. PP8 was in the running too, uh, and that was the nickname for that formula. Um, I think it's a little bit softer. It might be a little, so all these, that, that's the funny thing is these are not necessarily new wet shaver friendly uh, to find the right hydration point. You know, they're, a little, they're all kind of thir a bit thirstier. And PP8, I think, uh, what uh, Will Carius has shared was he thought it was too soft to his liking, um, even if there are other performance metrics that are better. Either way, PPA, luckily, we can see now in the Soft Heart series, which is a very small batch. I think they're under 100, where it's a playground for Will to test sense in, where uh, you can get feedback from it. Or I think, I guess the intention is if something's really popular, it'll see a main uh, main release, but I know those are kind of hard to get. A lot of folks, which we've heard over the course of this podcast, do not like playing that game where they need to set an alarm or whatever and be on a site to get it in the first five minutes. Unfortunately, folks, Soft Heart Series is one of those kind of soaps, but it's phenomenal. And I think the easiest thing to do would be for me, Jar, to send you samples of, of those two soap bases. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously I'm down, you know, uh, and, and, and whatnot. But I think as far as when we talk about soap tier list, you know, like what are the characteristics that maybe you're looking for in particular? I think it can be agreed that um, the trio that people look at, slickness, primary, I'm um, sorry, uh, primary slickness, residual slickness, poche feel are great. And they're, they're usually at the forefront of what, you know, we kind of look for. Is there anything else you look for as far as like how a top tier soap base 
you know, performs? Yeah, that's a good question because sometimes I, I ask myself that it's ease of lather. You know, where does that, where does that fall? I think on an overall scale, it's important, but like if something's, as I just mentioned, these are all, you know, they all have some trick to it, to getting it to uh, just the right spot. So ease of lather for kind of what either of us are considering top tier isn't exactly, uh, you know, a very, it's not very weighty, right, of a category. So um, I, I did want to say too, right, that with our different tiers, which, uh, so S class will be the, the top tier and then A, B, C, D if necessary, but otherwise I, I feel like we'll probably be able to use four, you know, four categories. But this just so base um, availability, sense, and all the other things, I think we're gonna to try to separate from because that, that kind of complicates the whole thing. And the other thing is from any of the soaps that, that we wanna cover on this list, I do want to say that they are, they're going to be able to give you a shave. A big thing with this tier list is we want to identify what we think are some of the best in the game. Granted, it's totally subjective to you and me, but I am totally up for taking a soap that we've both tried and maybe digging down a little bit and finding what are the pros and cons that folks should know about, but we'll ultimately put it into a certain tier list. There are so many like little factors, you know, that also determine as far as like a soap's performance and maybe something that will end up, you know, kind of like ranking a little bit lower on the list. You can dial that in perfectly and get a better shave than say if you uh, under hydrate or over hydrate a higher tier, you know, uh, soap on this list. It's also why I kind of, you know, say, look, good soap is good soap, right? I can take a soap, I can, I can try to maintain similar characteristics throughout, you know, the amount of swipes, the type of pressure that I'm, you know, you, you know, using the amount of water, like some people like, I know, you know, and this isn't a knock against anyone, but like, like some people go like super, super like, you know, detailed, they want to put like, you know, exactly um, five mLs uh, milliliters of distilled water, you know, or or purified water, you know, to this, just to get that like right consistency. And I said, if, if that's, you know, like how you want to like approach it, good, cool, dude, you know, go for it. For me, that's just like a little too much. And I don't want to take that away from like, just enjoying the experience of using a certain product, right? Ease of lather is not something, you know, that's crazy important, but it's definitely something I notice. I talk about uh, Murphy Mignol's Kodiak soap base. That halo is so easy for me to lather. Like, I think one of the best compliments I can give that soap is that I didn't feel like anything out of the ordinary. I literally just loaded it. I The lather came, you know, came up quickly, super slick. And at the end, I was just like, that was great. Like, I just enjoyed that, you know, that entire shave, you know, um, and, and all the shaves I've, I've done with it, you know, from start to finish. Another thing I'll, you know, say is that like this, this list will definitely evolve and, and things like that, you know, maybe, you know, I give a, you know, I rank a, a, a soap one way, but maybe like, yeah, I was maybe underloading or, or overloading too much. And I ended up, you know, getting like a better, you know, better consistent lathers down the line. Like, I'll definitely just say, you know what, no, like, this is way better than I initially, you know, had entailed, you know, as, as far as, as far as a base goes. But yeah, I think it's important to, you know, at least put performance, you know, up there. Um, I guess in relation to other, you know, similar soaps in the market and, and whatnot, whether they're small batch releases or limited edition releases, even just to like, you know, the super overflowy, you know, like releases and whatnot. I think it's important for us to not to, to be able to say like, yeah, there, there is a difference with these things. You know, your, your dollar is um, going to something uh, noticeably better.
you know, you're buying a premium product, you're getting premium results or you're getting significantly better results. So I think that's the, at the very least that we can, you know, offer information that we can offer, you know, to our listeners. Again, it is completely subjective. You know, you know, we can put that as it is. Uh, my opinion is my opinion, but I do think that it is important for us to at least give an idea because maybe some people have seen like your videos, uh, whether it's on your channel or our videos on um, the daily shaves or whatever it may be. And some people may figure that, okay, I see how these guys are kind of doing it. I feel like I do it similar to them. So if they have a certain result or I see a certain result with how they lather their soaps, how they, how they do a shave, then I can expect at least something similar, a similar experience as them. And yeah, that's, I think all that I'm really, you know, like wanting to, to offer with this, you know, just as, subjective as it is just to like kind of like narrow that that gap because we can't try everything you know not, not all of us can try everything all at once so yeah i hope that's what the you know that's what this kind of tier system does yeah for sure this is obviously something that we're in the process of developing so we will obviously make revisions course corrections if needed um but for the, yeah, for the most part just know that this is our opinion. Um, hopefully we can have some healthy, fun debate when they're, yeah, when we kind of have a disagreement on where a certain soap should be placed. And I think this is, this might be that, <laughs> this might be that quote unquote conflict folks are looking for to just get a little spice up uh, in, our, in our conversation. But with that being said, I don't, you know, I, I don't disagree with any of your choices. Granted three of four out of the four of your, of your choices uh, yeah, we're you know we're on the same list, so I think it's it's safe to say that uh, we'll start off populating the S class with Declaration Milk Steak, Holy Cow Sierra, Zingari Man Sago, and Murphy McNeil um, Kodiak Base, and we can uh, when we start up the podcast again after Gerard and his wife has had their baby, and can speak again. (laughs) So I think, you know, I I think people like, like understand that, but it may be a while. So as we record this, just kind of put it out there. Yeah. Like my, my son is due literally this week. So that's also why, you know, uh, because I think some, I don't think we even put it out there that like, what you guys are taking a little break. You're doing like a season. Yeah. um, At least for the time being, that's what's going to be happening. Uh, John's still going to be producing content and um, I may like, you know, do kind of like record like a little bit of a one-off uh, or something like a little, little blip, you know, uh, if it comes yep. across yep. Uh, just, just to, just to kind of like help it along. Um, but I know that that's going to be my focus, you know, at least, yeah, and, and he's, it's my first. So yeah, I just kind of want to get everything settled at home first before, diving back into like more episodes and stuff like that. And I would also like say this, you know, for, for people, cause I think some people are going to be listening to this and they just maybe a little bit either confused or concerned um, that maybe they're that, that we don't agree with maybe what like their favorite or top performing soaps are and, and whatnot. Like I would love to hear in the comments, you know, what, what do you specifically look for? Do you really like try to, I guess, experiment with a soap and um, water tolerances and, and things like that? You know, like, you know, is it a case where maybe you've used some of the, the soaps that, you know, we've mentioned or that we really, you know, like uh, admire and you're just like, no, like I just got garbage results with that. You know, like I, I just, I would love to hear it. You know, and I would love to be like, what's going, you know, like what's going on and and stuff like that. Um, It's worth mentioning because this is something that's happened over the course of the podcast um, that you guys might be listening or watching our show uh, on various mediums. So I did want to give a quick plug to the different ways that you can kind of continue the conversation with us. 
give us your questions, suggestions, and the best way to reach us, uh, both me and Gerard, we have the Lather Talk Twitter account. There is a Lather Talk Facebook account. And if you watch on YouTube, obviously there's a comment section there. And if you just like old school email, we have a Lather Talk podcast at gmail.com account. And those things, uh, either both of us can check it or if I'm checking it, I'll share it with Gerard. That might be easier in the coming season <laughs> of, of busyness. But we are, you know, we we are very uh, appreciative of feedback. And like Gerard said, right, especially when it comes to these subjective topics um, of your favorite soap base, favorite soap artisans, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. So many ways to get in touch. <laughs> if, if you have a problem, you know, giving us your opinion, then that's on you because it's not that difficult to, I think, to get a hold of either of us. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had, I had just kind of talked about it during the tier list, you know, like I'm going to um, have my, my son is going to be, you know, do this week. And it's kind of like pose a question to me, um, you know, because uh, my dad never really taught me, you know, wet shaving and both my grandfathers weren't really, weren't around yet. They had both passed away just as I was like kind of going into like my teens, uh, my early teens. So I never had, you know, I had to discover wet shaving on my own. And I kind of thought about that. I'm like, I have so much soap. And again, I've said this in the past podcast. I did the rough math, right? I have roughly like 60, 65 soaps at the moment. And if I shaved every other day, I probably have enough soap to last until my son is in the third grade, starts the third grade, which is like at least seven to eight years so stupid you know <laughs> and, and 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 everything and it is like like saying that is so ridiculous right like i know people are saying like like that's that's really you're just over the top gerard and i'll tell you right now john's worse than i am okay i'm gonna throw him under the bus like he's probably pushing like 90 to 100 yes. or something like that so yep. like his kids True. are gonna be starting college before you know like before um he finishes his soaps, but yeah, like, am I going to pass along this hobby to my son um, and future kids in general? And I thought about it a little bit, um, you know, that I definitely want to, to teach him the traditional method of shaving. It's very much a long ways away before he, um, you know, starts growing facial hair. Um, I don't know about you, John, but like, I kind of had like the Asian, like the catfish, you know, like for mm. like probably when I was like seventh, eighth grade, like looks like baby fine hairs, like, like the slight, I call it the catfish, you know, like, like, and stuff like that. Just like a really thin mustache? Like it's a really, like a, like a thin Fu Manchu. Oh, you gotcha, know, like, gotcha. Like there. But not, right, not nearly as. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm just like, and I never shaved it, right? One. I think when I was like in my, in my teens, like, like maybe a freshman in high school or whatever, I just didn't want to ask my dad to shave it off, you know? And I think I was almost like shamed, like shave shamed, you know, they're just like, what are you going to shave that? Like little, you know, like, like, like that little mustache on it. Like you call that a mustache? No, like wait till it grows or something like that. And just never did. 
I think it was one of those cases where like the more I shaved, like the more like my face like said, oh, like you're taking off the hair. Let's let's start to, you know, grow in a little bit more. Um, but I know for my son, I definitely want to, you know, get him set up and stuff like that. Now, do I think I'm going to like, some people have asked like, are you going to pick up like a birthier razor? Like something, you know, for him this year? And they, like, no, I, I don't think I'm going to do that right? Um, I'm not gonna buy something for him, hold it until he's like 12 or 13, if he's like, you know, even at that or 14 or whatever, and then go that way. No. So I already know I'm not going to do that. But I do plan on like little things, you know, like maybe handing him one of my razors without a blade in it, you know, uh, as he, you know, even if he's a toddler and kind of like get him like into it, you know, maybe I'll get him to like, um, make a lather or, or I'll make the lather and have him play with it a little bit and stuff like that. You know, I think those are the things that are, that are important. And, um, you know, if, if anything, just for like bonding, you know, um, you know, just for like, you know, bonding, uh, with him and, and I don't know, like, you know, dads out there, uh, parents out there, you know, cause I know that there are, you know, some ladies out there also, you know, listening, you know, is that, has the hobby made its way into the personal for you at all? Like, you know, have you found that it's a, it's a opportunity, you know, for bonding with your kids more? Are your kids so, you know, or, or are your kids already old enough? They're just like, man, I don't, I don't care about this. This, this, this nonsense, this, some old stuff that, you know, my old man does or, or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just definitely, I'm looking forward to, uh, introducing not the hobby, but using it as an opportunity, you know, like for, for quality time, you know, with my kids in the future. So I have, so my son is, is six going on seven. Probably by the time we release this episode, he'll have turned, just turned seven. And, uh, I have a daughter also, she's four, but, um, back when I would regularly be the one giving him his bath for the evening. Uh, the routine changes every now and then. I think right now I'm on like, I'm trying to clean up dinner and do the dishes while my, my wife um, hoses him down. But <laughs> on, on the occasion that I'm giving the bath, we definitely like, you know, like, oh, here's what I give him. Uh, it might have been like a, one of the smaller kind of the fine uh, synthetic brushes. So kind of it's easier to hold in his hand. And then okay. I give him, and I give him a little plastic salsa bowl. I think I must have put either a soap sample that was still in there or put some cream, something easy to do. And he had a lot of fun lathering because he's seen me do it. And he, he, you know, kids will show interest uh, in what you're doing uh, at, from a young age. So like you said, kind of just like just putting on the lather is fun. And he couldn't really see what he's doing because, you know, we're trying to take the bath and stuff too. So I, I, I think I went to go find like a little mirror so he could see what he's doing. Like, oh, just like dad. Um, so that, that's, that was maybe like a year or two ago. Uh, when some my gear comes in, sometimes they're really interested, like a shave bowl. They're like, ooh, what's that? Especially it's, it's got some cool colors on it. It's a new stuff. salsa bowl, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's ceramic. The tortilla don't, chips. Yeah, don't, don't drop it. Don't drop it. <laughs> um, and one thing I regularly do, though, with all members of my family, if a new soap comes in, I'll get their opinion on on the scent. So that's one thing. <laughs> They'll probably remember that. Like, yeah, dad's always... Well, when the small box that has my name on it comes in, like, dad, the shave stuff? They Like, they know. <laughs> they know what's up and uh so they'll 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 sniff the tub and then give a thumbs up middle or down as a very simple system but it's through that system though it's really surprising because i'll think I'll, i know kind of what their preferences are but they'll surprise me so it's not like even like oh only like sweet fruity simple scents for my daughter and then maybe warmer scents for my son like it's just sometimes it's totally random but i you know it, like thinking about that, you know, like, yeah, I think when we're kids, you know, um, we definitely don't have like our sense of smell, our sense of taste hasn't like quite matured, you know, that's why like kids just like love sugar, you know, they just like, <laughs> there's just something pleasant about it. Yeah. And, and so they just like, you know, like yearn to it, you know, I figure like if anything, if there's a shave soap that smells like chocolate chip cookies, then you have to put that into the do not eat pile. Right. Right. True. Know, true. Right over. <laughs> over you know this is not cookie dough just smells like it yeah that's also kind of like a curious one maybe that's something even like we should look at in the future you know just kind of like how has 
our sense of smell or, or, or I guess our, um, yeah, our affinity towards certain scents in, in the hobby changed, you know, like from the, from the beginning and whatnot. And I, and I think that would be the same, you know, like you said, yeah. like they, sometimes they like it or they don't. Maybe if you gave them that same soap nowadays, they'll have a different opinion on it today than they did, you know, like a year or so ago. It's, no, that that's totally true. And yeah, like you're saying, like this, our sense of smell is so connected with our sense of taste. And there's a bunch of foods that they didn't like before, they like now, and then they used to love, and now they hate. Like that's changing all the time. So again, I have been pleasantly surprised though, where I think something might be too floral or kind of clean and maybe on the boring side, like they'll love it. Uh, so yeah. It's always fun for me because I never, I never know what to expect, uh, and, and maybe just and that exposure, kind of like you're saying, right? It's like, oh, I've never smelled that thing before. I might not, not not like it now, but at least it's kind of in the memory now. Dark scents don't go well over well in this house in general, but that's okay. <laughs> that's for you know, dad. Dad needs scents that he likes as well. So not that I'm chasing anything overly dark, but it's nice on occasion. I'm I'm still very much a far ways away for him to even comprehend what like a smell is, you know. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, it's definitely something that's been on my mind, you know. Like as he grows up, you know, some like, don't get me wrong, like I'm I'm casually into sports and and stuff like that. And some people are just like, all right, get him, you know, get him uh, the sports gear, you know. I'm here in Southern California, so you're gonna get him a Lakers jersey, you're gonna get him, you know, like a Dodgers, you know, like hat. You're gonna get him this. And it's like. I might get him the soap, you know, like, <laughs> I might get, you know, and, and stuff like that. And oddly enough, I'll, I'll, I'll try to show in the next one. Um, maybe I'll even bring him on. Um, but uh, one of the gifts that my wife got me was a onesie, a customized onesie with uh, like a image of like a razor brush and bowl. <laughs> you know, wow. and stuff like that. So he has a onesie and I have a matching t-shirt. And oh, so, and okay. So, yeah, it's it's very that's awesome. be very it's very pretty adorable so you know like maybe that will be like some of like the ways of passing it along like i said you know i don't know if i'm going to pass the hobby along but i'm definitely going to use it as an opportunity for for bonding and stuff like that for sure you gotta at least show how you do it right and then they can if they decide to go with the cartridge or electric route well that's part of uh Oh no! If if he wants to go electric, then he can spend his own money on that, or or whatever. You know, it might be like get out. You know, a bit. You know, right now. So awesome. Well, I definitely look forward to hearing. You know, it's it's one of those things where with newborns, it's so different month to month, and like you said, eventually once they're more interactive even if it's the phase where they're starting to crawl, move and talk, like, you know, it, it kind of, it, it all happens very fast. I'm sure you've heard that already that them, you know, kids growing up real, real fast. It's, it's the truth. I mean, part of it, because that, it's that lack of sleep, you're just, <laughs> you're trying to make it day, day to day. And then before you know, you know, before you know it, they're, they're, they're asking to borrow your razor and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm good. I think I'm ready for it. <laughs> Good luck, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and anyone else, I would, I, I would love to, you know, like, uh, give, thoughts, give me thoughts, some, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> give me some dad advice and any, anything like that. So I, I'm all ears. I'm all ears for it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, yeah. Thanks for I guess, updating, uh, for updating me and the listeners on that very exciting part of your life. So I think we're going to wrap up this episode with what do we hope to look for in season two of Lather Talk? Yeah, um, I think definitely the majority of, you know, like our, our episodes this year was just really talking with artisans and, uh, you know, hearing their stories, their uh, their past presence and, and their futures and stuff like that. I think that's going to be something um, I'm encouraged, you know, I think we're encouraged to do, uh, you know, on in the future. I think that, you know, uh, it's just been fun to hear. 
So, you know, just reaching out to, to anyone, you know, to, to people. And if anyone out there wants to reach out to us, you know, like we're, we're all open for it. Uh, definitely. Uh, at the same time, I think some of the, the same things that, you know, we've looked at kind of like, not necessarily what's trendy, but sometimes you just hear new things, you know, whether it's a new release, um, you know, back in November, uh, that Gillette Heritage came out, like, what's going to be, you know, that next product, you know, that uh, is going to kind of continue, you know, what products are going to continue to push the hobby forward, right? Is it just a new scent? Is it a new base? Is it, you know, um, is there a new company that's going to, you know, that's going to come out uh, and things like that? Here, here's uh, another thing that I think I was, that we haven't really talked about. I just thought about this, you know, like, um, recently that a few months ago, um, supply the razor company, right. They were featured on shark tank and they got a deal, you know, like, uh, they're on shark tank. Um, are we going to be seeing more companies like, you know, scale up in, in, in that way and who knows? Yeah. And I'm, I guess I'm just like looking, I'm very optimistic in terms of like the future of the hobby the future of wet shaving in general and just like seeing what it's gonna what it's gonna be like i think i had mentioned as far as like these soap bases uh are concerned as far as you know that it just seems like that that bar is being raised up and up and up and i do not even think we have even plateaued yet i don't even think we've even like you know reach a peak so I think, you know, in a, in a couple of months or however long it is, you know, before we, we get back together, like what's going to be kind of up there, you know, uh, where is it going to continue to ascend to? And that's pretty much it. I'm just like looking forward to like whatever comes our way. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree and look forward to uh, talking to more artisans, both ones that are well established in the community that we just haven't spoken to yet. And obviously also newer brands that could definitely use uh, a little more exposure uh, and have kind of a interesting story to tell. I think I'd love to talk to folks in that category. Um, we do mention about kind of getting in touch with us. I think it's really important that listeners, you know who we've talked to this season. If there's someone you are dying to hear from, also, you know, get in touch with us and let us know who do you want to see as guests for season two? Because I think that, you know, that'll definitely sway us certain ways to prioritize um, our, our, you know, our scheduling and whatnot. From, from a, a behind the scenes standpoint, uh, I do want to kind of plan out the season a little bit better in that it might alternate between an interview and then either a discussion between me and you, Gerard, or even that, that kind of roundtable discussion, right? I, I think it's good to have a, a, a nice mix and with, with some, <laughs> with a little bit of planning, uh, that should be no problem. Uh, I know we've talked about kind of getting ahead. Uh, a lot of times we, I was doing week to week um, and, and realized that folks are still catching up and, and that's totally fine. We all have busy lives, but where I kind of put it on this, this show to be a weekly podcast, I'm going to admit that that is not a sustainable model. And so, you know, into season two, to try to get ahead and have a more steady stream of episodes for you guys and having, you know, enough time to um, put the work into it to make it sound and look as much uh, as, as good as possible. Uh, I think we might move to a twice a month, every other week, so, something, um, something a little bit more sustainable. So that might be a little bit of a preview as far as how the schedule, you know, the schedule when we come back will look, but a surprising amount of people said, Oh yeah, there's so many, <laughs> told me there's so many episodes. Like, Oh, okay. Um, granted, I'm sure there's folks who are, will be silent to hear that there's not fresh content every week, but uh, at the same time, uh, we do really want to be mindful. I really want to be mindful of burnout and kind of how I'm allocating my time between hobby time, work, and family life. Definitely. I think it's funny because, you know, and this is something we've also talked about, you know, and it'll, it probably is a little bit appropriate here is just that, you know, as far as whether it's a podcast or shaving, 
men's grooming, you know, is, is continually looking at the content that we're providing and is it helping the hobby grow, right? Is, is what, you know, the content that we're putting out there, you know, getting into people's, you know, cell phones, laptops, wherever, you know, I, whatever they're, you know, they're um, uh, consuming it from. And is it helping them make a purchase towards a specific artisan? Is it helping them, you know, get an idea of a product they want to buy and whatnot? And, and ultimately, I think that's something we should also, you know, ask, like, you know, we already said, like, if you have anything, you know, to offer us, like, your, um, you, whether it's a review, whether it's something like that helps us, you know, I, I think it, it really gives us um, a perspective on what, you know, listeners are really looking for, what people are, are, are looking for in the hobby. Yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, I think the break will help us kind of refine some of these ideas. Again, making the necessary contacts <laughs> to, to line up said guests. So, yeah, uh, just as much as Jordan and I have shared what we hope um, to see in this podcast, we'd also love to hear from you. I think that's we've been saying that on a number of topics, but really, uh, listeners, you know, it was your support, uh, your feedback. Uh, for those of you who have commented and tweeted and whatnot, uh, we really, really appreciate that because I feel like that gave us energy and motivation to uh, to hit hit the pavement in running, to hit it hard, and uh, really try to give you the best show that we can. So. For everyone that's been on board since the beginning, thank you so much. If this is your first episode, go back, <laughs> go back, catch some of the catch some of the interviews because this is a bit of a recap. I mean, yeah, we hit some new stuff too. But thanks for checking out this podcast, guys, and uh, we just really appreciate all your um, all your support. Yeah, thank you.